is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline, and I am back answering someone's question. No one asked this question, but this is a question that is a good question to ask, and that is, how how do I eat some pizza without eating all the pizza? That sounds nice. That sounds cute. That's worked for you, but like, how do I actually make that something that I can do? Um, great question. I'm glad you asked it. Uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you, take it back a few years and kind of explain how I got to this point that I was like, you need to figure out how to eat some pizza without eating all the pizza because what's happening right now is not working and it's, it's not okay. So I think that this is a thing too that I want you to think about for your life. Sometimes we get to those really, really low points that it just feels like, what the hell? Like, what is this? I have found that those low points actually, it's like, because I have this belief about myself that I can figure things out, take on that belief too, those low points, I always figure out, I figure out a way, I figure out a system, I figure something out. Um, I think that I always used to rely on the adults in my life, the parents, the, the adults. Like I just thought of myself as a little kid and the adults are going to come rescue me. And once I realized no one was coming to rescue me, it put that responsibility on myself to figure things out, which can, which can kind of feel scary, but it's also empowering. Like, hey, you're going to have to figure this out. And also you figured out other things in your life before without someone doing it for you, maybe helping you, but like you're going to have to figure this out. So let's backtrack. We're going to go back to 2014 when I was about to turn 30 years old and I was so excited for my 30th birthday and I had like this big, you know, oh, it's my golden birthday. My birthday is December 30th. So I was going to be turning 30 on the 30th and I had a gold party and I had a gold, a gold dress and my... Um, wonderful sister, sister-in-law made gold food and people wore gold to the party. Great. It was so much fun. But I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like you need to lose weight. Um, you're, you know, you're disgusting. You don't look okay. You need to lose weight for your 30th birthday. I was also still teaching, not very happy in my life. Not like I felt like everyone else's lives were moving ahead. You know, you go on Facebook, you go on to social media, and it just seems like, you know, Susie bought a house, and Susie's married, and has two kids, and is getting, you know, promoted, moving up the corporate ladder, and I just felt so stuck, and I felt like if I could just change the way I look and get skinny, that would fix everything. So that's kind of um, why I turned to Whole30, like, Nothing else is working. You need to do this super restrictive plan because obviously you don't stick to anything else. So you need to punish yourself. So that was like what, how I kind of ended, um, 2014 was doing like a practice whole 30, starting a whole 30 on January 1st, 2015 and doing whole 30 on and off, on and off all of 2015. Um, fast forward to the end of the year, we're going to move to Atlanta for Paul's job Moved to Atlanta. Um, I move, I think February 1st is my first day in Atlanta, February 1st, 2016. And I decide this is a really good time to do another Whole30. I know that you um, don't have a job and you don't have any friends and you're in a new city. Ah, let's, let's socially isolate yourself and be stuck at home and not feel like you can go explore or go, you know, go to any of the restaurants in the city or even go to a coffee shop because you don't trust yourself. Like, 
there was so, it just, I feel so sad. I feel so sad for 2016 Jacqueline because she started the year feeling super insecure about her body, feeling super sad and lonely and depressed, just sticking at home, eating perfectly. Like that was the beginning of my 2016. Terrible. Um, so did probably like my fourth or fifth full 30 in, uh, February 2016, what happens right after it? Well, uh, I don't even think I lost any weight or anything. Um, and during that month I didn't lose any weight eating whole 30. And right after that month, I think we, we ordered pizza and I was trying to tell myself like, it's okay. It's okay. You can have pizza. Like it's fine. Balance. You can have pizza. Well, after spending, you know, a month of not eating any processed food and all of 2015 yo-yoing back and forth, I ate some pizza and then proceeded um, in March, March of 2016, eat some pizza and then we proceed to go to the grocery store and we get cookies cake like this chocolate cake that I remember did not even taste good but I was like well we bought it and I haven't had cake in a while so I need to eat it so I need to finish it but like got cookies cake chips finished that extra large pizza and just felt disgusting like gross so gross in my body and also just like disgusted with myself like I cannot believe you just did that I, like, this is where you're at. You just spent a whole month, sorry, this light here, a whole month, you know, eating perfectly, and now you're back at zero again. And I, I think that the tone of my voice right now sounds really mean, but that wasn't really how it was then. It was kind of just like, so here's where you're at. Like, what are you going to do, Jacqueline? Like, you're eating perfectly, you're doing the all, and doing all always results in nothing. Eating like shit, eating like you hate yourself, like you hate your body. You need to figure something out because this is not working. And so again, that low point was actually a great thing that happened because it was like, you cannot do Whole30 anymore. You cannot do these restrictive things anymore. Now, I didn't magically know how to eat after doing that. It took a lot of reps. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of things to figure this out. But I was like, okay, cool. Um, instead of never allowing yourself to have pizza, what if you start practicing having pizza? So instead of, you know, forbidding it and instead of going crazy with it, what if you practice having it? So I started doing pizza Fridays. So every Friday I would have some sort of pizza. Now back then I didn't actually trust myself to order pizza. Um, I think Paul was still ordering pizza and like we were sitting on opposite sides of our uh, one bedroom apartment in Atlanta. Uh, not the greatest thing, but it is what it is. But I would get these lavash bread uh, things from Trader Joe's and they were like this, this square thing and I would make my own pizza. And so it was like this practicing having some pizza without eating an entire pizza. And then I would also have um, a giant salad with that. So the salad, you know, just like a like a salad with um, greens and maybe some beans or some like meat, but like some peppers and salad dressing, whatever, like a giant salad and then some pizza. And so doing that helped me practice being this person who could have some pizza without eating all of the pizza. At that time, like, five, oh my gosh, it was five years ago. 
I, I just thought this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to eat, you know, that's cool that other people can like order pizza at the time. I just thought this is what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to just have to make lavash bread pizza pizzas from Trader Joe's. I'll just have to do this. And then I think I did like English muffin pizzas, you know, like whatever, like these fake pizzas. But I just didn't know. I didn't know what I would, what this would grow into being. But I did that and I practiced that every Friday. And I didn't let myself have pizza the whole week. Um, and I never let myself have more than one pizza, but I just practiced that. You can have your one lavash bread pizza and your giant salad. That's it. That's what you're going to have every Friday. But again, that I got those reps in and it was like, okay, cool. Like maybe a little bit of structure around having processed food is kind of a good thing. It's really easy to go overboard on these foods. But I just kept practicing having that every Friday and adding different toppings and then like trying out different things. Um, I remember I used to make like single serving nachos or um, I would have single serving desserts. But it was like this, there was a lot of structure and boundaries around the way I was eating. It wasn't like I went from being super strict to just knowing how to eat. So I want to share that. So I have my little four quadrant things. You might have seen this on a post, but it's like in the upper left quadrant, it was super strict and authoritarian. There were super strict boundaries, structure. There was low freedom. When I, in the, the times that I've done something super restrictive like Whole30, there's not a lot of freedom there. And I find for myself and for a lot of people, we're so strict. And so we're like, oh, it's okay. You can have pizza. It's not that big of a deal. And then we swing over to here where it's permissive. There's no boundaries. There's no structure. But then there's eventual resentment. Too much of this freedom leads to neglect. And now we're here. So that was kind of like, okay, cool. I'm on Whole30 where you're not allowed to eat any carbs, anything processed. Now I'm saying, sure, eat all of it. All of it is fine. Um, and now this has become neglectful. Now I'm eating cake and cookies and chips and finishing the rest of the pizza and feeling disgusted with myself. So a lot of people, I'll say this, they'll do this triangle over and over and over again. They don't even know about this. They don't even know about this. This is what we want. This is what we want to create for ourselves. If you are that person who is eating some pizza and then it keeps turning into eating all of the pizza... You don't need to be super restrictive, but you do need some boundaries. You do need some structure. And here's the thing. Boundaries and structure are not a bad thing. Boundaries and structure actually create freedom. It actually helps you feel good in your body and feel good in your head. So authoritative, um, this quadrant, boundaries, structure, freedom. Oh, I just set out that. So, right? So the boundaries that I created for myself was, hey, um, you can have pizza. You're allowed to do that, but you're only having it on Friday. You're not having it all weekend. And also, when you have it, you're going to have a single-serving pizza. Um, and that was it. And I practiced that. And then I was like, oh, interesting. You're not binge eating anymore. You're not going crazy. Uh, maybe, maybe try frozen pizza. So we would do the same thing. This, is, this was like very... Um, Oh, methodical, like right? Like, okay, cool, I'm going to get, we're going to get a frozen pizza, but I'm still going to make my giant salad, um, and I'm going to eat it, and then I'm going to move on with my day, and I'm not going to count the calories, and I'm not going to think about the ingredients. I'm like, this is it, like, do it, move on, and it's it's done. Um, but there was that structure there. There was, there was that boundaries, those boundaries there. Um, without having any structure and any boundaries, it, it feels very permissive, and then it turns into neglect, and it doesn't feel good. But I had to practice that. There were definitely times that I messed up. I was not perfectly – it didn't, like, 
It's not like I never binged again. I never went overboard with food again or I never overate again. Definitely messed up, but it was like every time that I did this, it was like, okay, cool. Maybe you can't trust yourself around food. Great. You feel good at the end of this meal. Like what did you do that made you feel good? Oh, you had some plants and protein and not an entire pizza, not an entire box of processed food. Interesting. Having plants, protein, um, plenty of water, plating it. That's interesting, right? So that's kind of like how the five P's came into play, but it took time. It took practice. It was not overnight. Um, but it was really important for me to figure this out because I was so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. I was so sick and tired of feeling disgusted with myself. I was, I was sick and tired of feeling like I could not go out to a restaurant without obsessing over food. I hated the idea of having to track a menu ahead of time. I hated the idea of having to like count how many, um, uh, croutons were on a salad or like worry about the, like, I hated that. I did not want that for the rest of my life. And especially like when we, we would like travel a lot. It was like, I want to be able to eat whatever is here, but I want to make sure that I feel good at the end of this meal and I don't feel gross. I want that for myself. And so it wasn't just, and here's the thing, like, right, like when I talk about food, like, or meals, it, the meals are important. Using the five Ps are important, but like that mindset around the meal, if you don't do this deeper work, then it just becomes another diet. It just becomes another plan that you can fall off of and you start thinking of it as the Jacqueline plan instead of the let me figure out my situation with food. So that's what I want to do now. I want to go through, this is a, actually a worksheet that I give my coaching clients. Um, I have them on our coaching calls. We go through this, but it's also there for them so they can learn how to coach themselves. So that's what I want for you. I want you to be able to coach yourself through the problems that come up in your life, sure, you might need to reach out to an expert, whether that is a coach or you need to go to therapy or you need to see a registered dietitian, whatever, or a personal trainer, right? But kind of getting this baseline of like, okay, cool, I can figure some things out for myself and feel empowered. But let's go through this. So the pain I was feeling, I was sick and tired of feeling uh, gross at the end of the meal. I was sick and tired of having stomach issues. <laughs> I was tired of feeling tired, feeling low energy. I was also tired of feeling really obsessed over food. I was tired of, um, yeah, just the amount of time that I had to spend thinking about food. I was so tired of that. I just wanted ease and automaticity, and I just wanted, I wanted to not have to think about food anymore. If I was going to think about food, I wanted it to be cool. That's fun. And I, I like food. Just like, like I like painting and I like listening to music, but I don't want there to be so much like fear and anxiety when it comes to food, whether I'm eating the salad or if I am going to have the pizza or the donut, I want it to be a good experience. So anyways, the pain. So you got what pain, what pain do you want to get away from? I'm sick of feeling disgusted with myself. <laughs> Um, pleasure. I'd like to start feeling, I wanted to just feel normal. I just want, right. I wanted that ease, that automaticity. I wanted it to be a non-issue. I wanted it to, I wanted to stop thinking about food. I just wanted ease, um, satisfaction also. Like I wanted to feel like, cool, like you are taking care of yourself. Like you're a competent, uh, human being. <laughs> like you don't have to, you're not, uh, helpless. You're not, uh, disempowered. Right. I wanted to, I guess that would, that's the opposite, but I wanted to feel empowered. I wanted to just feel, I wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel good, <laughs> not gross. Okay. 
the aspirational identity. So here's the thing is that like, I didn't actually have this vocabulary five years ago, but this is what I kind of went through. And I was blogging at the time at JacquelineRefio.com. That was my blog. Um, and I was writing about this stuff, not really having the vocabulary or like the academics behind this, but it's kind of what happened. I'm sick and tired of doing Whole30. I'm sick and tired of doing these things. Um, I didn't know what my aspirational identity was going to be, but I knew that the old identity that I wanted to leave behind, I wanted to stop thinking of myself as a binge eater. I wanted to stop thinking of myself as an emotional eater. I wanted to stop thinking of myself as someone who could not be trusted around the food. So I guess the opposite, and again, I didn't have the mindset about this then, but the opposite would be like um, someone who can trust themselves around food. Someone who's consistently eating well. Someone, someone who's consistent. Someone who takes care of themselves. Um, that would be the aspirational identity. So if you're in this place where you're eating all of the pizza, you can learn from my mistakes and you can be like, cool. This, so my aspirational identity is just like a healthy, normal eater. A consistent eater. Um, someone who trusts themselves around food, right? For me, my easy steps, right? So pain, pleasure, aspirational identity. Easy steps was the five Ps. Like I don't even have to... Back then, I guess it was the three Ps and water, which I guess four Ps, but it was like, when you make a meal, you're about to sit down to eat a meal, you are going to make sure that you have plants, and you are going to make sure that you have protein. Back then, I was calling it veggies and, uh, veggies and protein, right? So I'm going to make a pizza. How am I going to learn to eat some pizza without eating on the pizza? I am going to make sure I have a giant salad. Salads take a long time to chew, a long time to digest. It slows you down. Um, it gives you some like headspace before you decide to go for the 17th slice of pizza. It fills you up and you it, like, if you make a decent salad, like guys, come on, do not make a salad that is iceberg lettuce and, um, uh, tomato slices and like thousand Island dressing. Like that is like, you know, diner side salad. It's so boring. It's so gross. It doesn't taste good. No one looks forward to eating that. That's kind of just like the side of a meal and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll munch on this carrot food, you know, this rabbit food. No, like make a decent salad. Have, I always start with like, um, leafy greens that I like. We're really into these salad packs. They're easy, but it has like cabbage and it has cilantro. Sorry if you don't like cilantro, but it has like, or like, uh, carrot slices. Um, I think they have green onions, but there's like a lot of flavor, even just from the greens. So I'm putting down plants. Um, a lot of times I'll look for more plants, like maybe I'll slice up some cucumbers or some peppers or some tomatoes or I don't know what else. Then I'm looking for some protein. Um, if it's animal-based, you know, chicken or um, deli meat, um, I tend to eat a lot of plant-based stuff. So like black beans, pinto beans, edamame, um, quinoa, I'm putting that on. So we have plants, protein, a little bit of process, and, you know, maybe some croutons. Wow. <laughs> maybe some cheese, some salad dressing, some dried cranberries, uh, plenty of water. Have water next to you all the time. I know I used to drink a lot of, like, Crystal Light, whatever, just something, plenty of water, plate it, sit down. But that's it. So you get to, oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I missed the, the, the important part is the pizza. I missed that part, right? So now you have your giant salad, and you're eating that, and maybe you take three slices of pizza. If you're in Chicago, we cut them into squares. If you're somewhere else and you have giant triangles, whatever. Um, but you might put the pizza on next to the plate. So you get to see like, actually, this is a lot of food to eat. I know that I used to fear my first thought when I would see a plate of food is, oh my gosh, that's not going to be enough. And I'm going to be hungry. So one of the things about having a giant salad, is like, actually, that is plenty of food. 
you're not going to be hungry at the end of this meal. You're going to feel really good and not gross at the end of eating a giant salad and a couple slices of pizza. Um, but yeah, sometimes, you know, it's the pizzas next to the salad, sometimes in eating the whole salad first and then deciding actually I just want one or two slices of pizza. But the five keys are your easy steps um, to eating some pizza without eating all the pizza. Um, and then let's, uh, let's talk about old self. You know yourself best. It's, you know, okay, cool. We're going to order pizza. I know that I'm working on like this healthy eating thing, but it's okay. I, it's just one. It's just eat some pizza. It's not the big of a deal. You know what your old self says, or, you know, like, oh man, my husband or my wife or whatever, they really want this thing. I know that what I want for myself, oh, it's not really that important. I'm just going to do whatever they will do. You know what your old self will say. Instead of doing that, because if you keep doing that, you're going to keep getting the same results. You're going to keep taking the same actions or the same inactions. Aspirational self. So if aspirational self is a healthy, consistent, imperfect, moderate eater, blah, 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 blah. That person has to speak up for themselves. And that person has to set those boundaries and enforce them. You can't be mad at someone else because they ordered pizza, right? Oh my gosh, they enable me. Okay, we'll be the one to say, like, actually, we're eating we're eating salad with our pizza. We're going to eat giant salad. Speak up for yourself. Be that person that's in charge. And I think that, like, that's a really big thing. Like, feeling empowered and feeling like, um, I think as women, we we push ourselves off and we push our needs off and push our wants off and our desired outcomes and our desired, oh, that's okay, whatever you say. No, no, no. Stop going with the flow. Decide who you want to be. Decide what you want and then do the action. Say the, say the words and do the action so that you get to be that person and you get to enjoy your life day to day. Do those things. Be that person so that this is not the entire focus of your life. So that food is not your your one obsession. Your one like, oh man, I can never figure this out. No, figure this out now. But like it has to start with you deciding. Like it's a decision. Decide or um healthy eating, being a healthy eater is a decision that you need to make for yourself that no one can make for you. I have a lot of clients who have worked with nutritionists or in um registered dietitians. And, you know, they learn really great, and this is not to downplay the, the profession, but I have a lot of clients, they learn really great, you know, uh, recipes or whatever, but, like, they have not actually decided that this is their identity, so they kind of pass off the work to the professional, but they never make that choice for themselves. Um, so you have to make that decision. This is who I am, and these are the things that I'm going to do. I am going to listen to that recipe that, you know, work on that recipe that they gave me. But, like, it starts here. If you're if you're not deciding on this, um, nothing, you're not going to follow through. It's like, cool, it's Friday night. Eh, let's just get whatever, you know, whatever. Let's get the pizza, and let's get the cannoli. And let's, you know, let's wash it down with a bottle of wine, right? So you you have to keep this in, in the top of your mind. I don't know how else to do this. And that's why, so when I meet with clients, we work on self-care sessions in the morning. So every single day, like, um, they write this. They write their aspirational identity every single day. And you know why? Because they need the reps. They need the reps. They have gone through life. We, not they, we, I, all of us, we've gone through life living this identity, being this person that, you know, it's all right. It's not, there's nothing wrong with your old self, but it's like, it's missing something. You know that you can do better or you want better for yourself. So like 
we have to work on this aspirational identity um, every single day and also affirm like, hey, I'm showing up and being that person now. So you don't wait until December 34th, 31st to be like, did I make it or not? Or wait to the end of the finish line or just keep pushing off that happiness and health and success. It's like, no, I'm showing up now. Here's how I am doing it. Um, that's really important. If you get anything from any of these talks that I do, aspirational identity, aspirational identity, and not pushing it off to the future, but stating it, deciding this is who you're going to be, and looking for evidence right now that you're being that person. And if you're not being that person, that this is your opportunity to like, how can I get a rep in? Cool, I said my aspirational identity is consistently healthy eater. Great. I'm about to eat dinner. I'm going to make sure that I'm doing that thing. Or I said my aspirational identity is uh, a consistent runner. Great. I'm going to go for a quarter mile run. Whatever it is. Get a rep in. Stop pushing this off to the future. Stop waiting for that magical plan that's going to come up. So, like, that's the thing. Like, look at this. <laughs> look at all of this stuff that I wrote about, about how to have some pizza without eating all of the pizza. When it comes to the pizza, when it comes to the actual food, like, that's it. It's right there. That's it. It's so small. It's such a small piece of everything that is happening. Um, if you don't do this deeper work, you're not even going to do this. It doesn't even matter. Do the deep work um, and then do this and congratulate yourself that you are that person who can eat some pizza without all, eating all the pizza. Um, what else do I want to say? I think I, I chatted about this yesterday, but it's like when we take on that, that healthy eater identity, you get to stop looking for meal plans. You don't have to – you get to unfollow – people who are constantly talking about calories or constantly talking about carbs or what they're allowed to eat or not allowed to eat. It just becomes a part of who you are and you don't need to look for um, inspiration or advice around food anymore because you're just like, well, I know how to eat now. Like, I don't need help in knowing how to eat. Because like, I know how to eat now. Um, I'm going to go do something else with my time and with my attention. I'm going to follow some people who are working on some creative projects. I'm going to get onto their email list. I'm going to follow them on Instagram or listen to those podcasts. You know, I'm going to start working on a running habit. I'm going to start working on a painting habit. Uh, my mother-in-law, wonderful. I'm going to start doing these things that are actually really beneficial to myself and the impact that I'm having on the world. I'm going to start showing up and creating those things. I think I said this, I'm going to say it again, like, you were meant for more than just obsessing over food. Yes, eating healthy is important. It really, really is. And, you know, pe there are people doing amazing work around healthy eating. But eating healthy is not what we should be spending every minute or second um, thinking about. And I think especially as women, it's like, what if we weren't spending all this time thinking about food in our bodies? What could we create with that time and with that energy that we see males out there creating, right? If, if they, if, if every, if we all just have this baseline, like, cool, I take care of myself. Now I go and create this thing. Like, how would that help the women um, in your life or the women across the internet? Like, how, or, you know, across the world, if you, the, all of that time and energy and money that you spend over, crazy, absurd, get healthy plans, 
what, what if you could spend that time, money and energy on creating something that actually helps someone else? This is why I had to, like, I had to, the last year I, I like went through, I went through like an identity crisis because I was like, I'm so sick and tired of talking about food. There are so many more things that are so much more important, like eat the five peas and then move on with your day because now you have energy to go create those things that are actually going to really, really help people. And it's important. We need women to show up and like create those important things. So write the book, make the podcast, um, create the business. Do the thing that's going to help other women so then we can, like, move up in the world and, I don't know, kind of rock it. So, yeah, how to eat some pizza without eating all the pizza. Make that decision that that's just who you are now. If you have any questions, you can click below or you can send me an email at coachjacqueline at jacquelinericchio.com. Take care.